I just have one question for everyone out there. Does anyone run worse? Does anyone run worse? One slate, man. It's every night. Like, do you, do you guys think that I like starting my videos staring into a screen because one of my players got injured for the seventh straight night? No, no, I do not enjoy this. I am literally burning my money because I just can't avoid injuries. But there's just no one that runs worse. I just... You can't make it up. You can't make it up. You can't make it up. Showdown captain, have him in every single prize pick slip. Looking like I'm going to go four for five in prize picks. The one miss, OG rebounds. It's just, come on. What, 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 do, what have I done to deserve this pain? It's not just pain. It's excruciating pain. Like, I'm not losing because, you know, I'm playing fish plays. I'm losing because, oh, yeah, I can't avoid injuries. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I just, I'm just lighting my money on fire. Woohoo! Let's just burn some more money. There's just no one that runs worse. There's no one. No one that runs worse than me. I just want to run neutral, man. Like, that's all that I don't have to run good. I thought I was going to maybe run good, though, uh, at the beginning of the slate when the Bucks were up by 30 and I had made a decision to fade Chalk T.J. McConnell. I was like, oh, this game's going to blow out. The people that chased Pat Connaughton were going to get punished because he had like 20 fancy points in the first six minutes, which was extremely tilting. Uh, but it was looking like the game was going to blow out. So that was totally fine. No chance. Get a Chalk McConnell. 72 fancy points in the third quarter. Brings him back in a furious comeback. Starters, you better believe they play the whole fourth quarter. And everyone smashes. No, I, again. I thought maybe, just maybe, I could run good once. No. no way. That's not possible for me to run good. It's not possible. It's just not possible. It's not possible. I don't, I don't know what else. I'm trying to think of what else to say. I don't know what else to say. So that's what I got for you. It's just, it's incredible how bad I run. No one runs worse. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to make that pretty clear. I think you guys all know that by now. Um, but uh, all right, let's talk about this nine game slate. Uh, really quick though, the sponsor is Prize Picks. If you guys are not familiar, you can use the code DKDFS for 100% match up to $100. Also making videos, but also picking guys that get injured every night there as well. Um, but yeah, you can use the code again for hundred percent match up to hundred dollars. I have a link down below as well. And, uh, Patreon is linked down below too. If you have any questions can always hit me up in the comment section or on Twitter. All right, let's talk about this nine game slate and maybe, maybe just maybe I can avoid an injury one time, maybe. So I don't keep burning my money because of bad variance. Insane. Absolutely insane. But all right, Chicago, Orlando. So Chicago, they're a pretty easy team to talk about. DeRozan, DeRozan, Vooch, and Levine are all going to play 35-plus minutes. 
Uh, the matchup salad, I don't think there's one guy that stands out more than the rest. You know, DeRozan, probably your safest bet, but it's a little revenge game narrative if you're into that for Vucevic. Levine's got the shooting guard, small forward eligibility. All three are in play. Pat Williams just feels priced about right, and the guards, Caruso, Io, Kobe White. These guys should all play like some around 25-ish minutes. They're all like playable last piece in guys, but there's no priorities for me. On the Magic side, uh, still no priorities here. Um, I, you know, I think I like the ceiling the most on, on Paolo Bancaro. Been playing mid-30s minutes, but it uh, just feels like the price is about right. Same with Franz Wagner. Carter Jr. feels a little bit underpriced at 6'4". He probably plays low-30s minutes. Marco Fultz and Cole Anthony, these guys do have a ceiling, and they're you know not super expensive, so I have some interest in them for GPPs. Bull Bull, been playing you know 15 to 20 minutes. Um, at only 3.9K, I have a little bit of interest in him for value. Gary Harris should start and play low to mid-20s minutes, but will probably get better value than that. Houston and Detroit. So this is probably one of my favorite games to target. Um, no KPJ, no Jalen Green. Uh, my boy Shingun has been absolutely smashing. Again, I played him last night, which was super frustrating because he was on pace for like 60, and he never came back because of the blowout. But uh, he's been playing out of his mind. He should play... You know, 35 to 40 minutes of the game says competitive. And there's no foul trouble. So I like Shingun even at the price point. And then the rest of the starters. So we know KJ Martin's going to start. We know uh, Jabari Smith's going to start. We know Eric Gordon's going to start. I don't know who that fifth starter is going to be. I don't think they'll start Gordon at the point, but I guess they could. Um, my guess is probably Christopher um, will start. They could go Ty Ty Washington. There's like, it, it's kind of hard to read the situation of who that fifth starter will be. So we'll keep an eye on it, but um, KJ Martin, we know what we're going to get out of him. Low 30s minutes, probably 25 to 30 fancy points. I think he's a totally fine play in the mid-range. Jabari Smith been struggling of late. Um, you know, the ceiling is still there for him, so I have a bit of interest in him for tournaments. My boy, Tarisen, been smashing. You see what happens when you play him more. We've been talking about this all year long. Now, the issue I have with Tari Eason is he really hasn't been playing some along. He really hasn't been playing alongside Jabari Smith. And if he doesn't start, he probably just backs up Jabari Smith. But if he finds his way to more minutes, like last game with the blowout, he can smash, right? And I've been saying it also since the beginning of the year, Tari Eason is better than Jabari Smith, and he should be starting. And uh, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Eric Gordon is 4.5K. You know, he's going to take on more of a playmaking role. I want to see what the starting lineup is. If he starts at the point, which I guess is possible, it's going to make him look really good. So I like Eric Gordon. Again, I want to see who that fifth starter is. Could be Christopher who, again, started hot last game and then did absolutely nothing. Only played 19 minutes, though, which was really frustrating. Um, <clears throat> so we'll see. Jay Sean Tate probably plays a little bit more off the bench. He's 4K. I think he's a pretty good value play. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll monitor the starting lineup for Houston. On the Detroit side, so Detroit just trolled, came out of the starting lineup at two minutes before lock. Killen Hayes and um, Isaiah Stewart were not in the starting lineup. Just wild for the Pistons. Absolutely wild. Boyan Badanovich is 6.8K. I like the matchup for him. He should play low to mid-30s minutes. I like him for tournaments. Ivy and Hayes both have a ceiling. I think both are decent options in the mid-range. I would like Hill and Hayes a little bit better, though, if he starts. Only played 25 minutes last game. Sadiq Bey, when I don't play this guy, this guy just goes for 40-plus. But when I play, he goes for eight fancy points in 29 minutes. So that was fun. Uh, what else? Jalen Duran still had a solid game with Isaiah Stewart back. But minutes, probably going to play mid to high 20s minutes. Still makes him a decent option, but not like a priority for me. Stewart, if he comes on the bench, probably can't go there. If Burke starts again, then yes, you can utilize him because he played 30 minutes last game. If he comes off the bench, he most likely only plays about 20 minutes. So we'll keep an eye on the starting lineup for the Pistons. And let's move on to the Clippers and the Hawks. 
So I think Paul George, once again, is definitely underpriced. Minutes are pretty secure for him. He should play, you know, 35 to 40 minutes. This is a great matchup. He's got shooting guard, small forward eligibility. I think he stands out as one of the better spot-ups of the board. If you wanted the more contrarian play, it would be Kawhi Leonard for a little bit more. But I think Paul George looks more optimal. Norman Powell should see, you know, 25 to 30 minutes off the bench. I think he's a good GBP play, as is Avicii Zubac, who's up, who's down, who's always in foul trouble, but still has shown that ceiling with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard in. Uh, you got no wall. You got no Covington. We'll keep an eye on the status of Marcus Morris. If he misses, you should just get more run for a guy like Nick Batum, who I think probably would play close to that 30-minute mark and would be a good value at 3-7. Terrence Mann, minutes have kind of been up and down on him, but he's relatively cheap. I'll mention Reggie Jackson. He's been playing well off the bench, have a little bit of interest in him for tournaments, and he saw Luke Kennard start last game and played 17 minutes. Um, if he starts again, sure, you can take a shot at him for tournaments, but don't really feel super confident with the minutes for Atlanta. No one on the injury report, and I would say there's no one that really stands out here. I like the upside in Trey Young and Murray in tournaments, but there's not, you know, I probably wouldn't play those guys in a cash game setting. Allen's, if he can stay out of foul trouble, obviously has a ceiling too. Capella and Okongwu, they'll kind of split the center minutes, which which hurt both. I still think Capella's playable, but most likely won't see like 35 minutes with Okongwu there. We know we're getting from DeAndre Hunter, probably mid-30s minutes, probably like 25 fancy points. He's just a fine filler play. Washington and New Orleans. So of course, you know, I just need a decent game from Kuzma. He goes for 40 fancy points. But when I fade, 50 bomb. It's just, it's every time, man. Every time. But Kuzma, still think he's playable at 9.1K with Porzingis doubtful. Brad Beal, the minutes have not been great on him. Only playing about 30 minutes a game. He's been struggling too. So right now, more of just a tournament only play. Um, Morris, DeLon Wright, uh, Kendrick Nunn, all viable. Kendrick Nunn played really well off the bench for them. I think he kind of earned a spot in this rotation, but I don't know how the minutes are going to be distributed between the three-point guards of Morris, DeLon Wright, and Nunn. So don't really feel great about any of those guys. Daniel Gafford, though, did play 30-plus minutes last game when he stayed out of foul trouble. And that's really just the thing with Gafford. If he can stay out of foul trouble, I think he's going to play a good amount with Porzingis out. So I like Gafford, and I like Denny still coming off the bench. He's played 30 minutes, not back-to-back games. So the front court in Gafford and Denny, I think, make for pretty good plays. If you want to play 3.2K Kispert, you, you can, but uh, I think there's probably going to be better value. On the Pelican side, so of course, with Brandon Ingram back, you finally get the big CJ game. It's just like, isn't that just so typical? But yeah, with Ingram there, and most likely still on a limit, there's not really a ton that stands out at the top. If you want to go to a 7.2 uh, JV in tournaments, you can, but its minutes are still not secure. Guys like Marshall, Murphy, and Alvarado price up a bit from when Ingram is, Ingram is out, Ingram's back, so... Not much that stands out for me on the Pelican side. Sacramento and Minnesota. So the Kings played one of the worst games of the season. Um, Sabonis had one of his worst games of the season, but not super, super worried about it. Still think he's a good play in tournaments, as is De'Aaron Fox. Like the, the Kings starters are playing a ton of minutes. So Fox, Sabonis, solid for tournaments. Barnes, Herder, Murray, the positive in competitive games. These guys should all see 30-plus minutes. So I have interest in all three. And then it's uh, I have to mention them. Malik Monk is in play for tournaments. The ceiling's there, of course, when I finally faded. But he's always someone that does provide that ceiling and is interesting in GPPs. Minnesota, so um, Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell. Right now, they're just playing a ton of minutes, and it's a really good matchup. So I like them both once again. Like, you are getting close to 40 minutes from both these guys. So uh, I like both at their respective price points. Of course, Rudy Gobert, the fader, somehow just knew that Nathan Knight was going to play more than him through three quarters. Like, what on earth was that? Um, but you know, before that 36 and 34 minutes, if you go back to mid thirties minutes from Rudy Gobert, that he is too cheap. If he plays like 25 minutes, like he did tonight, then he's priced about right. Slow-mo had a really good game. Um, I think he's a decent option in the mid range. McDaniels, if he can stay out of foul trouble is fine, but 
Um, yeah, mainly the, the top end guys look new for Minnesota. Phoenix and the Spurs. Once again, I like Chris Paul, 7.9K. I think he's just too cheap with Devin Booker out. He's going to play, you know, 35 plus minutes. Uh, it's a good spot here. So I like CP3. I think DeAndre Ayton is a good play too. Um, you know, should play low to mid 30s minutes. Um, shot 620 last game, still in for 50 plus fancy points. So the two, the two top guys look good. Bridges feels priced about right. He's going to play a ton of minutes, but um, I don't love the price on him. But I think I'd rather take a shot on Cam Johnson who played 33 minutes last game. So um, if he's going to continue to play 30 plus minutes, he does feel a bit too cheap. And then Torrey Craig's 4.2, probably sees mid 20s minutes, a fair value play. But the, the bench, they're not playing a lot of the bench guys right now because the starters are just playing huge minutes. The Spurs, I hate this team, man. Sohan, Richardson, Langford, all questionable. If they're all out, then you most likely get Bates Diop in the starting lineup, and you probably get Malachi Branham in the starting lineup. But this team is just really bad. Um, you know, Keldon, Trey Jones, Pirtle, they're all fine tournament plays. It's not really the best matchup. Zach Collinson playing well as the backup five. He's a fine value, but probably will be over-owned. Um, if you think the game blows out, then maybe you can look to them like Isaiah Roby if all these guys are out. But it's just, it's a frustrating team to target in DFS. Three games left, Lakers and Celtics. Not much here for the Lakers. You have LeBron James questionable, Anthony Davis probable. AD still going to be limited for the for the next week or so, so can't go to him at 10-4. And LeBron at 11-6, the AD back is just overpriced. I'm not going to Westbrook with those two healthy. Again, I'm pretty sure LeBron will play. Everyone else is just overpriced with AD back, so there's really nothing on the Lakers side I like. On the Celtics side, you can look to Tatum and Brown in a good matchup. These guys still do have a ceiling, but they feel priced about right. So I'm not saying they can't get there, but um, they're both, you know, solid tournament plays. Brogdon and White, you know, will play a bit more with Marcus Smart. All, Mark, <laughs> Marcus Smart out. You've seen thirty mid-30s minutes now for Brogdon in the last three games. If he continues to play mid-30s minutes, I like him at the price point. Derek White probably sees around 30 minutes. Again, both guards are fine. I want to mention, wanted to mention Robert Williams also played 36 minutes. He's been a little bit disappointing this year as far as, far as point per minute. But if you give me 36 minutes again from Robert Williams, that's going to stand out as a pretty good play. Horford should play low to mid-30s minutes, but he's really not doing much offensively right now. Dallas and Utah. So my only worry here at Dallas is potential blowout, but this game is competitive. Uh, one of my favorite teams to target for sure. Dinwiddie without Luka and without Wood, probably going to be the highest on play of the slate, but I mean, it's hard to get away from him. I think the way that you fade him is if you think, if you think they just get blown out here by the Jazz, but yeah, Dinwiddie looks great. Hardaway should be the number two guy offensively. Played 40 minutes last game. The downside of Hardaway is he's still score independent, but he's going to get most likely more shots up. Dorian Finney-Smith had a really good game last game. I think he's a pretty good value. You might go a little bit over own. Like, don't expect a double-double and 40 fancy points again from Dorian Finney-Smith. But still, I think, a pretty solid value, as is Dwight Powell, who's played mid-30s Mets back-to-back games. He's not a super exciting roster, not the best point for a guy for a big. But if you continue to give me 30-plus minutes from a 3.8K Powell, I think he stands out. I like Josh Green at 3.6, who played 30-plus minutes. Uh, last game, I think he makes her a pretty good value. You can make the argument for Reggie Bullock. Not a fun roster at all, but he played 30-plus minutes. Maybe Hardy gets a little bit of rotation minutes, but um, don't know if he would see enough for me to get to him. So really just a ton to like here for, for Dallas, in my opinion. Dinwiddie, Hardaway, Finney Smith, Paul, Josh Green. I think all five of those guys are like five of the better plays at the slate, so really like Dallas. The downside here is potential blowout on the road against Utah. On the Jazz side, you might have a Linux back, which would just make this rotation a bit riskier to target anyone. Marking in an 8-6, probably, you know, my favorite option, but um, I think he's more of just a tournament-only play. Clarkson and Conley are both fair price points. Clarkson at 6-4, probably sees around 30 minutes. Conley's 5-5, five, five, most likely sees around 30 minutes. Like, they're both 
fine plays. Walker Kessler, if Olenek is back, probably can't go there. His minutes have ticked down a bit of late. Um, Sexton's 4-5. I should see low 20s minutes. He's a fine GBP value play. Kind of the same with Malik Beasley. Playable in tournaments, but um, not, no, really no one in the Jazz stand out. And finally, Toronto and Portland. So, of course, again, OG got injured. I, I don't think he'll be back for this game um, since he couldn't return tonight. So, that being said, uh, Toronto looks really good here. Sackham, Van Fleet, they should play a ton. Um, I like the matchup for both. Barnes and Gary Trent Jr. should play 35 to 40 minutes. They're both decent options in the mid-range. Then I expect Precious Achua to start. If he does start, he stands out as probably one of the best values of the boards. Really like Achua. My boy Boucher should see more minutes off the bench. I like him at 3-6. You'll get Hernan Gomez, probably a little bit more run. And then they'll probably add one more guy to the rotation. You saw Thad Young play a little bit. So my guess is he re-enters the rotation and might play a little bit there. And finally, Portland, Nurkic and Josh Hart, both questionable, which is pretty important news. Um, Nurkic, if he's out, you'll see Drew Eubanks in the starting lineup. If he starts, he's going to be a really good value. And then if Josh Hart's out, I'm not sure who they would start. They could go Sharp. They could go Nasir Little. They could go Keon Johnson. They could even go Gary Payton. So we'll keep an eye on that. But Dame, I mean, he's just smashing right now. Even at 10.5K, I like Dame. Um, again, he's doing everything for the team. If there's no Nurk and there's no Hart, he's going to do a bit more. Simons and Grant, if both Nurk and Hart are out, they're going to look a little bit better, 6.3 and 6.1K respectively. So keep an eye on the status of Nurkic and Grant there. And then we'll monitor the starting lineup, right? Eubanks, if he starts, is going to be a really good value. Um, you most likely would get Watford playing the backup five in that scenario. Um, he's the flat min price. And then Nasir Little, Shaden Sharp, Gary Payton. These guys all should see more run with um if josh hart is out and not sure little played the most last game so maybe he's the one that picks up the start he played what 32 minutes not really the best point per minute guy but it's really really cheap so that's gonna do it for the video guys uh maybe one day i don't know maybe one day we can avoid injuries i wish maybe i don't know but appreciate you guys for watching as always and i'll see you in the next video